In this episode we're going to talk about diabetic retinopathy. In the case we have Harry who's a 42 year old man who presents with progressive visual loss in his left eye. He describes this as difficulty in seeing in low light. He has a central black area and occasionally sees floaters. He's got a history of poorly controlled type 2 diabetes, hypertension and hyperlipidemia. On fundoscopy you can see hemorrhages and heart exudates macular edema, neovascularization, and venous tortuosity. So obviously that would be shown in a picture, but we've just got to describe it. So a good question is, what is the provisional diagnosis? The answer in this case is proliferative diabetic retinopathy. Really trying to describe some of those late symptomatic symptoms that you kind of see with that. So what are the differentials of diabetic retinopathy generally? So the differentials of diabetic retinopathy generally are things like hypertensive retinopathy, HIV retinopathy, any of your retinal venous abnormalities, uh, macular degeneration, glaucoma. So what are the stages of diabetic retinopathy? broken down into three stages. There's the first stage, the non-proliferative stage, which is generally asymptomatic. The second stage is diabetic maculopathy, which is where you start to get those central visual changes. And the third stage is proliferative, proliferative which is characterized by that neovascularization and uh, poorer sequelae and poorer outcomes. So what are the risk factors for diabetic retinopathy? Basically, they're obviously having diabetes, but it's a bit particular, longer degeneration with poor compliance. Other risk factors include smoking, hypertension, a high HbA1c, elevated systolic blood pressure, and presence of albuminuria. So what are the key features of history in non-proliferative diabetic retinopathy without maculopathy? That's pretty much asymptomatic. So the early phases of diabetic retinopathy are asymptomatic and you're most likely to pick them up on, um, you know, fundoscopy uh, on screening. So what are the key features of diabetic maculopathy, which is stage two of diabetic retinopathy, on history? So the key features of history that patients will describe for diabetic maculopathy will include visual changes, loss of visual acuity, scotoma, which is that central... Um, blacking out of the vision, blurry vision, image distortion in the style of macular degeneration. So what are the causes of maculopathy and diabetic retinopathy? So basically it's macular edema that's contributing um, to your maculopathy. What are the key changes of history in proliferative diabetic retinopathy? So the key features of history in proliferative diabetic retinopathy include blurred vision, double vision, narrowed field of vision, seeing dark spots, feeling pressure in eyes and difficulty seeing in dim light. So it's really trying to describe those symptoms in the stem, the vignette. So what are the key features of examination and fundoscopy in non-proliferative diabetic retinopathy? So this is fundoscopy in early stages of diabetic retinopathy. So things that you'd see early would include microaneurysms, 
which is often followed by macular edema down the track. Cotton wool spots, flame hemorrhages, which is your superficial hemorrhages, dot blot hemorrhages, which are your deep hemorrhages, heart exudates. Uh, highest feature would be something called a venous loop. Uh, you might see venous tortuosities. And you won't see any visual acuity changes at this point. Usually for the patient, this part of diabetic retinopathy is asymptomatic. What are the key features of examination in fundoscopy in proliferative diabetic retinopathy? So in proliferative diabetic retinopathy, you'll see features like neovascularization, particularly at the optic disc, vitreous hemorrhage, all the features we said before of non-proliferative diabetic retinopathy, Patient will describe changes in vision, blurred vision, floaters, visual de field defects, and you might see symptoms of glaucoma, which you might pick up with tonometer. How do you differentiate hypertensive retinopathy from diabetic retinopathy? So in hypertensive retinopathy, you'll see arterial narrowing, AV nicking, and cotton wool spots which contrasts a little bit, has some overlapping features, but contrasts a little bit to diabetic retinopathy where you're going to see, you are going to see cotton wool spots, but you're going to see more hemorrhages, exudates, microaneurysms. How do you differentiate macular degeneration from diabetic maculopathy? So in diabetic maculopathy, you will see all those other features of diabetic retinopathy uh, as well as your, you know, macular features. What investigations do you need in diabetic retinopathy? So you don't really need any investigations beyond your fundoscopy at the GP level. Ophthalmologists may want to look at things like optical coherence tomography, which is OCT, which looks at more detail for macular edema. GPs can do ocular tonometry as well if you want to exclude glaucoma. What are the treatments of diabetic retinopathy? So in treating this, you will basically want to optimize your overall diabetic control. Uh, if it's getting to the proliferative stage, you can refer to Ophthal for you know range of procedures, which we'll talk about later. You also want to optimize the cardiovascular risk factors. There's some evidence for ACE inhibitors use, independent of blood pressure control, in slowing down the progress of diabetic retinopathy. And treatments ophthalmologists will use will consist of laser photocoagulation for the neovascular areas or injection of intravitreal anti-VEGF agents, agents, amongst others. So what are the criteria for referring diabetic retinopathy to ophthalmology? That would include any level of macular edema, having severe non-proliferative diabetic retinopathy or proliferative diabetic retinopathy. Any new type 2 diabetics for initial investigation, but you can also send these people to optometry or do it yourself. All diabetics with acute change in vision or all diabetics with sudden drop in visual acuity. What are the complications of diabetic retinopathy? So complications of diabetic retinopathy would include blindness when the macula is involved, vitreous hemorrhage when it gets to the point of being proliferative, 
as well as retinal detachment and neovascular glaucoma when it gets to the point of being proliferative. You can have diabetic maculopathy, which is that stage two we talked about. Increases the risk of getting premature cataracts, as well as increased risk of having central retinal artery occlusion, retinal detachment, and vitreous hemorrhage. What are the key components in prevention and screening in diabetic retinopathy? So at the GP level, you want to think about things like doing your annual cycle of diabetes care if you've got somebody who's diabetic, maintaining blood pressure control, lipid control, and if you've got someone pregnant, making sure you counsel them in pregnancy and the risk, possible risk of progression if you've got that kind of gestational diabetic involvement. And lastly, a question on screening. What's involved in the annual cycle of diabetes care? So things in the annual cycle of diabetes care include weight, height, BMI, at least twice every cycle, blood pressure at least twice every cycle, foot examination at least twice every cycle, measuring lipids once a year, HbA1c once a year, microalbuminuria once a year, eGFR at least once per year, education on diet, physical activity, self-care and smoking yearly, medication review yearly, and a comprehensive eye exam carried out at least once every two years. Uh, I think there was a recent article somewhere, it might have been Ozdoc, that on average takes about three years for GPs to refer type 2 diabetics for that initial ophthalmological review. So that's pretty much it for this episode. Thanks for listening and talk to you soon.